Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. OT7, OT7 Kwani, OT Sosa, you know, I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. You wanna write a book, how to get cash, call it OT. Pulled up with a bibs, look like Angelina Jolie. I just put a three plus one. All right, y'all, so we got OT7 Kwani with us off the porch today. How are you feeling? Everything good. We jumping off the porch. Period, We've been jumped off the porch, but we gonna jump back off the porch today. <laughs> now, let us know who you got behind you, because you done brought the gang out with you. Yeah, I got you. the guys with me. North Philly shit. Feel me? Straight from North Philly. Got my man Chadi in the back. My man Marizilla. Y'all know the rapper in our board. In our three, that's in our board right there. Y'all know who that is. If y'all don't know his name, in our board. Instagram, YouTube. Now, Kwani, you are from Philly, so tell us what part you're from. North Philly. North Philly boy. And how would you describe the culture out in North Philly? It's rough, real rough. Like, it's hard to adapt if you're not from there. It's a lot of different stuff. Like, you will see a lot of shit. You might go to school, look across the street, you might see niggas playing basketball, then you might look across the street and see somebody trapping. Like fresh out of school, you feel me? You only gonna do what you see, so it's hard. Like if you weak-minded, that shit'll eat you up. But shit, it's different strokes for different folks, you feel me? And how would you describe your upbringing there? Uh, it's different, so it's different for me. Like my upbringing, it was kind of like hard to adapt to because it's like, like I said, you go from playing sports one day the next day you in the streets, you feel me? So you got to be tough. Like, so my upbringing basically like basketball straight to the streets, football straight to the streets. I thought I'd be doing something else. And I looked up and I'm right here rapping and feel me? So. so in Philly, is it like you either got two choices? You know how they say you can either play sports or you could be in the street. No, I mean, it's more choices, but coming from where I come from is either one or the other for, for like, you could take the choice to be an actor or a lawyer, whatever, but it's, like I said, it's hard. Like, cause you gonna walk out your door, you're not gonna see no lawyers. You feel me? Like, who, ain't nobody really living downtown. You live in the trenches or the projects, that's what you gonna see. You gonna do what you see, you feel me? So growing up, you was playing football? Yeah, I played both, football and basketball. I, I was gonna say, you look like you played basketball. Baseball, karate, <laughs> all that shit. And how was that for you growing up? I'll regret it because I do a lot of my friends like I met a lot of my real friends like back in the day playing football, basketball, built a lot of connections. A lot of the people I know now, like I got some NFL friends that's still doing anything. And speaking on the topic of Philly, like I saw y'all a lot in the news this summer for like the violence that was going on there. So um, what do you think is like the main cause of it? I mean misguidance a lot of people don't got dads they single mom you feel me? just imagine you trying to raise four kids shit like that no food no jobs so they're gonna go out and rob or whatever you gotta think about it like 
like I said, it's what you see. So like, a lot of kids not really trying to go to school and go to college. That's not really their thing. They see rappers. They want to be rappers. They want to be in football, do this and that. They don't know that you got to go to school to be able to do that shit. You feel me? So it's not really in a lot of people, like, achievements nowadays. Like, when I was a kid, I wanted to get my diploma, you feel me? For my mom and them. These kids, like, you ain't gonna hear it too many little niggas say that. Like, y'all wanna get my diploma for my folks, you feel me? They gonna say they wanna shoot something for somebody on their block or some shit like that. That's just how it go. That's just everywhere, though. They ain't just Philly. It's just being broadcasted there. That's it. And would you say it's like a lack of male figures that can help guide the youth out there? I mean, yeah, yeah, no, because I do a lot of things that dads was there. Like, they still in, in the jail, streets, yeah. still in the streets, so, like, it depends. Like you can have somebody in your ear telling you to do the right thing and still go left. Like me, I ain't gonna, a lot of people probably think like, damn, his dad wasn't around. Like my dad missed some time, like, but he did what he had to do, you feel me? He still told me, yo, that's hot. It's gonna burn you if you touch it. And I still did it, you feel me? It was different. Now, getting back into your upbringing, you know we gotta ask you, what age did you officially jump off the porch? Shit. Probably like 13, 12, 13, threw a little bad shit. Like I still was playing sports and shit, but <laughs> yeah. I walked across the street, you feel me? Like where I'm from, it's two different sides of the project, you feel me? So like my grandma and my aunts and them lived on one side where the playground is at. Back in the day, that's where we used to hang at, like the kids of my age, but across the street is where the older people was at, and my grandma and the man used to let me cross that street, you feel me? Once I turned like 12, 13, I wasn't trying to hear that shit, so I used to just go across the street. That's when one of my friends died, so a lot of shit changed for me. So that's when I felt like I jumped up the porch. And did your grandma know, like, did she have any suspicion, like, you took, you went ahead and took your ass over there? <laughs> I mean, she already had this, but they already felt like that, like, because uh -huh. my family, like, big cousins, they used to tell me stay away from them, like, and, like, I was a, like, I ain't gonna say pretty boy, but I just, like, always liked girls, like, so I was trying to sneak girls and shit like that. They already knew, like, that he might, not saying if you own girls at a young age, you gonna be in the streets, but just the route that they seen that I was taking, like, no, he wouldn't be around girls, he wouldn't do this and that. He gonna wind up taking that route. We gotta keep him away from that shit. And they try to do it with sports, but it just ain't work. Um, so now that you're at your age now and you look back, do you feel like you might have grown up a little too fast for your age? Fuck yeah. That's what a lot of them niggas don't know. Like a lot of the kids, little kids, like my little homies, I be trying to tell them like, shit, once you win it, you win it. It ain't no going back, you feel me? And when you were a kid, you ain't trying to hear that shit because I wasn't trying to hear it, you feel me? I was trying to be 18 when I was 15. But shit, I'm 24 right now. If I had a chance, like, I don't regret nothing, but if I had a chance to be 18 or 16, then again, I'll do that shit again, you feel me? Tighten some shit up. And what would you say was one of the biggest lessons you learned so far when it came to being in the streets? Trust. Big lesson. Being big hearted, shit, bite you in the back. Well, now that you are in the industry, you know it's a lot of people coming around that you gotta deal with that you may not know. How are you handling that so far? 
I mean, it's easy, but it's still kind of like iffy because you gotta deal with that your whole life. It's always going like when you a person that like before I rap, like a lot of these, like a lot of rappers, they might not have been somebody before they rap, so they just transition into a lot of shit they not used to. Like, but when you just already the person that you is, like people want to be around you and people want to. They gonna try to use you sometimes. So I've been dealing with that before I start rapping. Like just people trying to slick talk and you gotta deal with it. That's just, so that was a little bit easier for me. It's not gonna be easy for everybody though, but it was a little bit easier for me cause I've been dealing with it. It's just different cause I rap now. Would you say you got kinda immune to it? Yeah, you got to the time going, I mean, like I said, if you, like if you weak, like weak hearted, it might be hard, but like, I'm a real man, so like I know how to deal with certain shit. You feel me? So so far, how how has it been with you transitioning from being in the streets to now pursuing your rap career full time? It's still hard. Like one day, knowing you waking up every day just grinding, it's still a grind, but it's a different grind. Like illegally yeah. or whatever you doing, trapping, trapping, trapping every day, to not doing it, to saying like, oh, I can't do that right now. I gotta sit in the studio. Shit like that. It's hard, like to just feel me. Damn, like what type of discipline did you have to get yourself to not go back? I mean, I had a little cheat code because I had a son right here. So he just turned one. So more than anything, that's what tightened me up. More than anything, like that helped me discipline myself. Now diving into your music career, how exactly did it begin? What about hobies with the jail? What about best friends? He locked up right there. I used to be talking to him like on the jail calls. He'd tell me like, by the time I come home, probably a couple of y'all probably be in here or dead, you feel me? Or just regular shit. Like, so you gotta figure out something, what you gonna do? Like, what's gonna change you? And he just told me like, If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's. Rap do something. And when he said that shit, it just stood out. Like, at first I laughed. Like, I don't I ain't a rapper. I don't know how to do that. But something just stood out about it. So I tried it. I wrote one song. Well, I ain't even write it. I went to the booth and just recorded it. My friend said, damn, that shit hot. You gotta keep going. I was playing around a little bit. I fumbled a little bit playing in the beginning. I wanted to go into jail for like a year. And I thought about this shit like, damn, maybe I should do it when I go home. And I was about to stop rapping, but him, boy, he was in the stupid shit. He was recording. And he was gonna do his own song and shit. Me, him, and one of my, uh of a homie's name Lil Nah. We was all getting on the song together and I wound up writing the song and it, it like did so many views that I couldn't stop. So it was like, fuck it. I just kept going, we all kept going. We built the name together and then I just kept going and we all just where we at right now. Now tell us the meaning behind your name, OT7 Kwani. Overtop, seven days a week. That's me. You see me upgraded every day. I will stop seven days a week. And what would you say were some challenges that you had to face starting out into your music? 
And what kind of challenges? Like, what you mean? As far as like, if you ever doubted yourself, like, because I know you're an independent artist, right? Mm -hmm. So what what was that grind looking like for you, and what is it looking like for you now? Uh, in the beginning, in the beginning, I didn't really had no help. We was doing it on our own, like me, boring, low now. We didn't really had no help. Then we got a little bit of help from somebody, and then I started getting help from like a management, like on that perspective. But in the beginning, it'd be hard because like you would be looking at like, damn, I'm putting all this money into it. I'm blocking everything, like every, like what you said earlier, like stopping everything else that you're doing. All the other shit, you're like, damn, I'm putting all this time to the side. I'm grinding, I'm doing shows. I'm working, the money not coming in. So you're like, damn, I don't, you might feel like I don't want to do this no more, you feel me? But that's like another thing, like I keep saying, like you just can't be weak-minded. Like you can't be weak, you can't let that shit get to you. You got to keep rolling. You got to right. roll with the punches, take what come with this shit. And um, I do want to ask you, when did you start to see the buzz that you have now for yourself? Probably like our second or third song in. Like it wasn't right now like how it is, but it just started going up. I just started adjusting to it as the time went. Like basically as the fans grew, I grew as a person, you feel me, as a rapper. So like, like I said, it's easy, like time will tell. And when you was first like stepping into the music, did you ever doubt yourself at one point? Like, man, I don't know if this is for me. Probably like twice, once or twice. And my homies grind me up. And they tell me like, oh, you tripping. You got kids depending on you, your folks. Shit like that. It's just like turning your back on people and yourself. And you gotta look in the mirror, you feel me? That shit eat you up. So one thing that I noticed about you is like your fan base is really diverse. Like you have suburban kids, you got the street dudes, you got the women, like your fan base is for everybody. So how were you able to really cater to that diversity? Uh, I just try to keep it real, just be me. You feel me? Like I don't judge none of the fans, like I interact with them, you feel me? Like I do that shit on my own, like me and my team, we pull up, I talk to them, you feel me, shit like that. So it's like, they like me for who I am. It's easy, like not saying, it's hard to say that about yourself. Like, yeah, it's easy to like me, you feel me? Like you telling somebody that, but like, certain people, like they just got to it with them. Like it make people just like them, you feel me? Cause there's rappers that I listen to, like that it, it, they just had that with them. Like that caught me, caught my eye, you feel me? Certain people just catch everybody's attention. Well, who are some people that you listening to? I listen to a lot of artists, like, coming up. Uh-huh. Like, coming up, I used to listen to, like, Young Jeezy, Yo Gotti, shit like that. Like, I listened to a lot of uh, Jada Kiss as a kid, all that type shit. But, like, my one of my favorite rappers is probably Future. What? What you like about Future? You finna say Toxic? No, he just changed, <laughs> like, he changed a lot of shit. You feel right. Me? Like, he made a lot of shit cool, like rappers, you feel me? A lot of people don't keep it real, they not gonna say that, you feel me, but, yeah. But I listen, like, right now, like, I listen to Babyface Ray. I listen to a lot of Philly artists, too, like, Pam Sidepot and our boy. Listen to Lil Reek, people like that. I listen to a lot of Detroit people, though. Like, I like they sound, they got they sound. Yeah, when I was listening to your music, it kind of got that fast pace, like how they be doing yeah. in Detroit. 
sound like this. And yeah. speaking of your sound, how would you describe it personally? I'm my own sound. I know everybody say that, but like, I really try to make it different. Like, I don't, like a lot of people like say, it's rap or drill or whatever they try to call it, you feel me? I be trying to make like money music, like motivational shit, you feel me? Like it's still a story behind it, like I'll tell what got me to this point. But I just talk about what I'm going through, you feel me? Everyday basis and what somebody else going through. So you know, when do you feel like you make your best music? I don't know, sometimes when I'm alone or probably like with him or her, probably with Bored or with Nah or like certain, certain friends like might be, it's better like when I just got one or two of them around. Cause a lot of my friends help me a lot. Like people don't, sometimes like, I don't like recording with a lot of people when it's a lot of noise and all that. Like, but if I got like two friends that's right there that's gonna help me, you feel me? I'd be good. That's when I make the best music. Cause I don't hang around a lot of yes men. Like a lot of homies, like they not gonna tell you like, oh yeah, that's bullshit. Or you slipped up a little bit or like me and my homies, like I don't wanna say like that. And my team, like, we perfectionists, like we wanted everything to sound great, you feel me? So I try to just record 24-7. That's what keep it rolling, you feel me? I try to record as much as I can. Um, and this is just a little off topic, but whenever you were first starting out, did you have a lot of people around you and it got smaller or you still have like the same small group with you? No, I still got the same people around me. I mean, I lost some people, but not due to like, what you talking about. Like I knew right. when you getting it, like uh -huh. people changing or thinking I changed. Like, yeah, I go through that. Like people treating me different, but like not to where the point like, I cut them off because of that. Cause like I already, like like I said before, I was rapping, I was doing whatever I was doing. So just being on point in life period, like you gotta watch out and watch your surroundings at all time. So do you think it's best for rappers to keep a small circle with them? Cause I know some people have like a huge ass entourage. I mean, it's different strokes for different folks. You feel right. Me? Like, if you know your people, can't conduct themselves right, you know I mean? then you gonna have to, it's either they gonna have to tighten up or they can't roll all the time. Right. And I got homies that I know I can't take certain places. Like, they know that. They say they self like, damn, bro, I wouldn't even wanna go there. Like, I know how I would act, you feel me? But it ain't nothing wrong with that. Like, no matter where you take certain people, like they just from the hood, you can't take hood out of people, you feel me? Like, certain people just like that. I definitely feel that. Um, and what would you say really keeps you motivated with your music career? My uh, family, all my friends. That's really it. Family, friends, and money. Um, I did notice that you did speak about your grandma yesterday, so I'm guessing like she plays a big part with yeah. you. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about her. My grandma always used to like want me to go hard at everything, no matter what it was. You feel me? Like sports school, whatever, she was there, she'd be on my ass no matter what. Football games, basketball, she there. My grandpa too. So they probably really excited for you with your music taking mm -hmm. off like it is, huh? My mom, my dad, my dad called me all the time, like damn. I'm just sitting here watching your videos, shit like that, like he'd be happy for me. My mom, grandma and grandpa. It's just hard for them adjusting to it, like, 
not like hard in a bad way, but like they still like shocked. Like, damn, it's really you, like on TV <laughs> doing shit like that. Like, right. Like my mom might call me, I'll be on the phone with her. It might be a label calling or somebody calling. I'll be like, damn, I gotta talk to such and such real quick. And she just be shocked, like, damn, that's really crazy. Like, you really doing something with yourself, like, different. They didn't expect me to be rapping. Like, they expect me to play sports and shit like that. So this shit different. Now, I do kind of want to touch back on Freely really quick, and I wanted to ask. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What would you say are the chances of a rapper making it out of Philly and being successful with it? I mean, it's hard, but it's kind of easy right now. Because if you, if you got a good wave, like, they're going to stick to it. Like, if you're putting out good music that they want, no matter what, they're going to stick to it. But it's just a lot of hatred. Everybody know that. Everybody don't really stick together, you feel me? And as far as building a fan base out in Philly, are y'all like tough critics when it comes to the music? I mean, not tough, but you could say that, yeah, because like people in Philly really like listen, like, and they watch. They don't want to just hear it. They want to see it. Like, they want to see you doing what you're talking about, you feel me? They want to see you fresh and fly and all that shit. They want to see you. you can't say something and they don't see it. They want to see it to believe it. So you got to have that lifestyle with it, basically. It's a lot of, like, that's why I said it's a lot of hatred. Like, everybody got flaws, you feel me? But, like, Philly is, like, they really observe. Like, they want to be all over it. They all over you. Like, if you saying you got money, they want to see the money. If you saying you doing this and that, they want to see it. You can't just be a kid that's trying to come up. They, like, so if you get that, you, it's a blessing, you feel me? Coming rocking from. So, are they pretty supportive of like the up and coming artists, or you kind of already have to have made it for them to see the potential? I mean, I don't know. It's kind of hard. Like, I feel like like they like they love me. Like my fans love me, but right. it's a lot of hatred too. You feel me? Like these people that don't even know me, they hate me. That's everywhere though. But it's it's, it's kind of bad in Philly. Fans, what would you like to see change when it comes to the current music scene in Philly? I mean, I don't really, to be honest, I don't really care. Like, right. like not to say it like that, but I don't really, I don't really care about, about that. Like nobody else, like, except for my, I don't care. Because at the end of the day, like, I can say what I want, we can say what we want, but I can't really change it. That's basically me trying to say I'm gonna change the streets or change, you feel me? Because right. like rap is rap, but basically like the streets is in tune in Philly with rap. Like you gotta, in order to make it, you gotta make it where you at first, you feel me? Now if you not in the streets and you singing and you doing something else, like yeah, it's a lot of artists from Philly, like look at Tierra Whack. We love her, you feel me? She ain't talking about doing nothing to nobody, you feel me? I love what she got going on, you feel me? Like, a lot of people from here that's doing it. And getting back into your music, what was the first song that you dropped that went crazy? Dead Rappers. Comeback was the first song, no, Comeback. 
Comeback was the first song. Yeah, me and Lil Nine Boy and R3. And when you recorded that one, did you know it was gonna take off like it did? I didn't think I'd be sitting right here right now. For real? Yeah. Damn. I thought I'd still be on my block. So yeah. what would you say was the recording process with that one? It was easy. It was fast. Real quick. It was as soon as I came from jail. So, um, as I was getting into your catalog, you have a big buzz, but you don't have a lot of music videos on YouTube and you don't got a lot of songs on the streaming site. So how the hell were you able to build such a big ass fan base? Instagram. Like, I do a lot of self-promotion while I used to back around that time. Mm -hmm. So like two, three in the morning, people sleep. I'm sending my stuff out. So as soon as they wake up, they like, what's this? And they want to see it, so I was making videos, like that was my whole little gimmick. I didn't want to put no music on Apple Music at first, like iTunes or none of that. I didn't want to put it on Spotify, none of that. I wanted to just drop videos, because I wanted to make sure if you want to listen to my music, like you got to see me, you got to click my video. And I know like there's always ways around that, people going to download it, put it on SoundCloud, shit like that. but. I just, that was my little gimmick. Like, y'all wanna listen to my music, go click the video. You gotta see me, you gotta see what's going on. That's crazy. I do kinda want you to talk about the importance of promoting yourself as an artist. You can't let your pride get in the way. A lot of people let their pride get in the way. Like I said, two, three in the morning, people sleep, I'm sending them my music. Like it was times people cussing me out, they waking up like, yo, I'm asleep, what you doing? You sending me music and shit. Oh, you said they cussed you, you me out? They cussing me out, like, what you doing? <laughs> I'm asleep, shit like that. I'm like, man, let's fuck that. You gonna hear this shit. I'm sending it out everybody. Whoever I know, whoever followed me, anybody I follow, you just gotta get it out there. Ain't nobody else gonna really do it for you. Like for me, it's different because I got real brothers that's gonna like be on my back, you feel me? They not gonna let me slip up. And like, it's just, it's just hard to speak. Like, it's hard to speak on that because everybody not the same, you feel me? Right. So, it's kinda hard. Basically like promote yourself heavy. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> promote yourself. You got to because nobody else really gonna do it. With me, it's different because I got brothers that's gonna send that shit out. Like him or here, they they gonna send it. Whatever I post, they gonna send it to the next person. They gonna post it. But sometimes you might just be the only person that's gonna. Nobody else gonna be over you. Like how you gonna do it? You feel me? Nobody. That's anything you do. Nobody. You gotta be the one to put the work in. There might be people that's gonna help you along the way, or be on your back about it. But you gotta be the one to do it. Now, you are one of the like breaking artists in this new generation, which I consider Gen Z. Mm -hmm. How would you say the influence on Gen Z, uh, basically how does it differ from the influences that we had like back in the day? It's different now because we got social media, like we got shit that they ain't have. They ain't really have Instagram, Facebook. So it was different, like the shows was different. People was going outside, like doing cookouts, doing parties, probably shit like that. Like right now, they're not really doing it. Like they do shows and shit, everybody doing shows, but 
you getting paid to do shows and shit like that. People back then, they probably wasn't doing it. I don't know for sure, but they probably was getting paid, like the big people, like once they came along, but I know they started off somewhere else. I mean, wasn't no phones, you can't go live, you can't send it out, promote, none of that. They had radio play though, that's probably another thing that probably, they was on the radio more because they didn't have that shit, so they right, had to I noticed on that the radio, too. so they probably had a lot of radio play and shit. So that was probably a better thing for them back in the day. Now, what's something that you would want your fans to know about you? Um, something that they don't know. Something that the fans don't know that I want them to know. I mean, if you listen to my music, you would know, like, I would just grind hard. Like, I take advantage of this shit. Like, I put my everything into it, you feel me? So I want them to know that, like, I grind real hard for everything I got. Everything. Got a lot of help too, though, from people. You gotta take advantage of that. When you do get genuine people around, because there's not too many of them, you feel me? So you gotta take advantage of it. But. And if I'm not mistaken, you could correct me if I'm wrong. Your music, does it keep getting leaked? Yeah. What's been going on? I don't know, man. <laughs> they like it that much. They putting different songs together, mixing songs and shit. They be doing all type of shit. Oh, man, that shit crazy. And I'm sure your fans be putting pressure on you to drop some new stuff. Yeah, they always do that. And um, I did see your visual write a book. That shit has so many fucking, I cuss a lot, sorry. But <laughs> no, <laughs> it has cool. so many numbers yeah. on YouTube. So talk to us about the creative process with that video. Write a book. Uh, the song, you know, was crazy. Like, me and my homies, like, we didn't even think that song, I was going to put it out. Like, I didn't even think I was going to pick one of those songs to get rolled out. You know? But I recorded it, and I did it in, like, 10, 15 minutes. That shit was fast, easy. Recorded it. Called my man Ish up. Like, damn, bro, I need you for this video. I'm going to put it out. Got the uh, location. Wound up going to like a uh, like a photo shoot, like one of them type girls. Put it together fast, three different scenes, four different scenes. That was one of the best ones, that's one of my favorite songs. That's the first one that I clicked on too, yeah. that hoe is crazy. It's cause it got a hook, you know, it's real catchy. And it's like, I was kind of calm on the song. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Now, I mentioned earlier the fans asking about new music, so, and you got this project coming out. Hell, boy, you got to talk to us all about that. Yeah, it was supposed to come out in November, but I'm going to push it back some. Probably drop, like, January, and I'm going to change the name. I'll probably put an EP out called Hellboy or something, but just some bullshit I had to change. I know they gonna be mad, but shit, <laughs> it is what it is. They still gonna love it when they come out, so it'll be all right. It'll now, you said you was gonna change the name. Yeah. Why you wanna change it? I don't know. I came up with something different. You can't right. tell us? Not right now. I'll tell you after. <laughs> now, what can we expect with this upcoming EP? We wanna know the vibes, all of that. 
real trap shit. Like trap, trap, trap. I just want to tell them how I came up. That's it. I mean, even when you look at it, everybody got grind. They might not be trapping, but you got grind. Everybody wanted to grind. Everybody had to grind or they still grinding. So that's what I'm on heavy right now. I'm trying to give them that shit back. Real like Yo Gotti Jeezy shit. You got some features on there? Yeah, I'm trying to put some shit together right now. I got features with him, Boy, Pam's Hot Pop, Lil Nah, uh, my man, his name RB Cat, he from Philly, couple Fadi Goon, Lil Reek. Got a couple features. And if you can, how has the recording process with this EP been going for you? I mean, like I said, I try to record as much as I can. Right. So. I ain't gonna say it's easy, but it's not hard. But have you felt any uh, pressure with this project to make it like V1? Uh, I mean, yeah, cause they want to hear the best shit, you feel me? So it's kind of like, I'm giving them all the best music I got, but that's why I try to record as much as I can so I can have a thousand songs to pick from, you feel me? 150 songs, shit like that, like that. Give them 10 right now, 10 to 15, and then still record. Hold the other ones, but still record because I might come up with something better. You never know. And how would you say that this project will differ from the singles that you have dropped? Uh, you're probably not going to hear too much like Sosa type vibes or Virgil. You. you might hear like one or two songs like that, but you're not going to hear too much of that. I ain't going to say you're going to hear a lot of the same stuff, but you're not going to hear too much of that. It's going to be versatile, but you probably hear more like, I don't know. I got a song called I Don't Know with more like that type of flow. Like, uh, what else I got out? I got a song called OK OK. A lot of my fans know about it. It's not out, but somehow, some way they got their hands on it. <laughs> but Look, your fans ain't playing about you. Like they yeah. said, if you ain't putting it out, we gonna figure out a way. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. But one of them, like one of them type vibes, that type of vibe. And who is some artist that you would like to work with in the future? ESTJ. Try and get up with him right now. Probably, probably try to get him on there. ESTJ. Like Pushaisty. Ain't got a free Pushaisty. Fuck with Pushaisty. Young boy. That's my favorite rapper. I know I said Future is, but that's like one of my favorite. Like on some like him, and Biggie, and like of this generation though, Young boy, my favorite rapper. Him and Lil Baby. I could definitely see you and Youngboy. Y'all's fan base together, like on y'all being with y'all being on a single, that shit would be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Now, where do you see yourself as an artist for the next upcoming years? Uh nowhere but up. Up, 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 up. Magazines, TV, all that shit. Ah, so you want to do some editorial stuff, like yeah, all that shit. New York Fashion Week and shit. Yeah, I like money. I <laughs> money. That's going to be money. money. We ain't going to never stop grinding. Never. And before we wrap up, do you have any advice for any upcoming artists who may be looking up to you? Promote yourself. Never stop grinding. Never stop grinding. Never. No matter what, don't doubt yourself. Don't let nobody doubt you. Anybody that's not for you or doubting you, keep them around you. Keep them from around you. 
Motherfucker, cut that out. You keep anybody that's not for you or 100% in like you, you keep them from around you. Pay attention to everything. Keep grinding, never stop. And before we wrap up, do you have any shout outs? Yeah, man, there's too many people. I can't do names, <laughs> but shout out to my hood. Boy. Shout out to my hood. Free the jobs. Free all the jobs. Free, free the whole jobs. All jobs. Shout out to my block. Shout out to my management. Shout out to my team, my whole team. Shout out to everybody that couldn't make it here today, but was with me the whole journey, the whole ride. I ain't got a name, y'all. I love y'all. Shout out to Jump Off the Porch for letting me jump off the porch again. <laughs> We've been jumping off the porch. All right. And do you want to talk about anything else before we wrap up or how you uh, feel? That's it. That's really it. One more part, just add this. Shout out to the guys that's behind me, too. Right here with me and my team that y'all can't see behind the camera. Shout out to everybody. You gotta write a book, how to get cash, call it OT. Pulled up with a bitch, look like Angelina Jolie. I just put a three plus one in the Faygo. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.